Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. I am Karen. And this is Kathy. Today we will discuss episode 15 of the story of Ming Lan, This episode is certainly not as action-packed as the last two episodes, and there isn't a whole lot of history involved, so we'll go through it rather quickly. Reason being is that the next episode, episode 16, will be rather action-packed, so we didn't want to combine the two. And thematically, they didn't mesh as well, um, so that's why we're only doing episode 15 today. This podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain Chinese phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Chasing Dramas or else email us at Karen and Kathy at ChasingDramas.com if you have any questions. For today's episode, we will do an episode recap and then discuss the history brought up during the episode and differences or character analysis we'd like to highlight. Let's get started. As Karen said, this episode is kind of a filler episode that sets the stage for future events. It starts off with the master of the household for the Sheng family, Sheng Hong, requesting aid from Grandma Sheng to manage the household. He is taking this step because in the last episode, we saw that his wife, Wang Danyangzi, and his concubine, Lin Xiaoniang, both behaved very poorly and, in his mind, not fit to manage the household. Wang Danyangzi was involved in illegal high interest loans, while Lin Xiaoniang Try to secretly sell property for quick cash and just bolt away. Grandma Sheng doesn't want to be involved and instead recommends Ming Lan to manage the household. Ming Lan is detail-oriented and thoughtful. Grandma Sheng recommends her to her father and states that Ming Lan is very capable. And so, to prevent the power of managing the household fall to the hands of Lin Xiaoyang, and to also give Milan some management experience, Milan is quote-unquote promoted to this position. Grandma Sheng, thoughtful as she is, also requests Milan to have her own courtyard. This is a great vote of confidence for Milan and a wonderful opportunity to finally be a leader in the family. And the first step to independence is not allowing her grandmother to worry about which maids to give to Minglan. Sure enough, Wang Danyangzi sends over two of her own maids to serve under Minglan. I'm honestly quite impressed since Minglan is able to plan so far in advance. But most people are rather unhappy with this promotion for Minglan. Molan, her fourth sister, in particular increases the frequency which she insults Minglan. Oddly, Molan gifts Minglan a painting which Minglan hangs up next to the painting she received from her mother. We'll talk about what this painting means at the end of the episode. Wang Danyangzi is not pleased that Minglan is now the manager, but is calmed down when Wang Danyangzi's maid reminds her that at least Lin Xiaoyang does not have this power either. The only person who's seemingly happy for Minglan is Rulan, which is really sweet. Rulan is Minglan's fifth older sister. 
After a particularly heated sparring match between Mulan and Minglan, where Minglan now actually starts standing up for herself, and it's quite uh, pleasant to see. You know, Minglan is um, now able to have some backbone, whereas previously she was always kind of, you know, cowering or just letting these scuffles kind of fade. Minglan cleverly plants a seed in Mulan's mind that the manager role in the family will ultimately go to whomever is best for the family. I personally love the conversation between the sisters. Milan finally fights back against Mulan. Mulan is astonished at, I guess, Minglan's gall, like, how dare you? Rulan however turns around and happily asks, you're finally alive? She's happy to have Milan in her camp, and Rulan here is actually hilarious. Milan, when talking to Mulan, was purposefully vague in her little monologue of who this power or who the power to manage the household will go to. Sure enough, Mulan immediately tells her mother Lin Xiangyang. Both Mulan and Lin Xiangyang think Milan is talking about them which honestly is rather rich of them. But because they're now scheming for this position, Mulan suggests giving Minglan a few maids as well, and not just any maids. These are maids that often distract Changfeng, or Lin Xiangyang's son. Lin Xiangyang in particular doesn't want her son distracted by all of these maids, and who better to dump them off to than Minglan? They can also act as spies for Lin Xiangyang. But before Lin Xiangyang can just make this decision, she takes this opportunity to break the frigid relationship between her and Sheng Hong. Ugh. Lin Xiangyang goes over to Sheng Hong's study and like, this is one of those scenes where I'm just like, fast forward, fast forward, I don't really care because she's just crying her eyes out and trying to garner sympathy. And as a woman, you're like, Ugh, come on. But Sheng Hong clearly likes it. Sheng Hong initially doesn't want to listen to anything she says, but she does the whole act, crying on command and explaining why she was so eager to solve the property. In reality, I mean, it is kind of a sad story. Her own family, we talked about this in the last episode, where her own family was imprisoned and their wealth confiscated. She was forced to live in destitute conditions with no other options. She was looking to sell property because she doesn't want to endure such hardship again. With her tears and such a sad story, Sheng Hong warms up to her again and listens to her request that her son wants to gift a few maids to help Ming Lan. We all know that Chang Feng, so Li Xiangyang's son, doesn't actually want to gift these maids. It's all Li Xiangyang's idea, but Sheng Hong doesn't know that and actually is like, oh, Chang Feng is now actually rather thoughtful in helping his younger sister. And so... Lin Xiangyang's headmaid, Xue Yi, stops by Minglan's place to drop off two maids. Now, Minglan has two maids each from Wang Danyangzi and Lin Xiangyang. But right as Xue Yi is walking out, she is stopped at the entrance by Grandma Sheng's headmaid, with Grandma Sheng's choice of maid to help Minglan run the household. Her name is Cui Wei. Xue Yi is quite displeased to see this and walks away in a huff. Well, why is Xue Yi so displeased? It's because 
As we hear Lin Xiaoliang analyze later that night, Grandma Sheng planned this all along. Let Wang Da Niangzi and Lin Xiaoliang plan whoever they want with Minglan, and then Grandma Sheng will immediately send over a tier one maid to manage all of the new maids. If you listen, the maids Wang Da Niangzi sent over were tier two maids. Grandma Sheng's pick is a tier one maid. This way, there is order in Minglan's yard, and the maids from the other two houses or courtyards, particularly Lin Xiaoliang, can't disrupt Minglan too much. This was also planned because Grandma Sheng's residence is literally right next to Minglan's, so Grandma Sheng knows exactly when Lin Xiaoliang's people were going to come over and was able to time the entrance of Grandma Sheng's maid flawlessly. Sure enough, in the very next scene, we see Cui Wei, the tier one maid, laying down the law with a list of rules of how to behave in Minglan's courtyard. And immediately, the new maids from Madame Wang and Mistress Lin start to question Cui Wei's authority. Cui Wei is able to manage this discontent quite well, but this also sets the stage for how the courtyard will behave or the maids in the courtyard will behave in the next few episodes. These maids will not be pleased to listen to Minglan, but it looks like Minglan right now isn't bothered at all. Now, here's a question. When Mistress Lin, or Lin Xiangyang, was analyzing the turn of events with Xue Yi, she doesn't think Minglan is capable of setting such an elaborate plot. It must have been Grandma Sheng who set up this trap. But what do you think? In the beginning of the episode, Minglan was the one to clearly tell Grandma Sheng not to worry about her staff. So in my view, Minglan kind of knew all along that if she was going to be the manager or a steward of the household, she was going to get gifts or maids or spies. Spies is a better word from Wang Danyangzi and Mistress Lin. Minglan is clearly capable, but this hints to us why Mistress Lin is going to run into trouble with Minglan in the future. She underestimates Minglan. The rest of the episode revolves around a visit from the oldest daughter, Hua Lan. Grandma Sheng feigned illness in order to have a perfect excuse for Hua Lan, who is currently married, to return back home. Hua Lan, being the wonderful eldest daughter of the Sheng family, is initially very concerned for her grandmother, but upon entering the main hall, she's surprised to see that Grandma Sheng is healthy, happy, and having a very friendly chat with some guests. Grandmother He and her grandson He Hongwen are here for a visit. Grandmother He has even brought some fabrics for the daughters to choose from. Madame Wang, or Wang Danyanzi, who is Hualan's mother, immediately tells Hualan to go select some fabrics and is accompanied by the two grandmothers. So what's going on? It turns out Grandma Sheng invited her old friend, Grandma He, to do a checkup for Hualan because she has not been able to birth a son since getting married, and it's been a couple of years. Grandmother He is known for her medical abilities, and therefore, Grandma Sheng created an excuse for Hualan to come back for a visit. 
The aim is to do a medical checkup for Hualan without having her husband's side of the family know this is happening because it looks really bad. As a woman during this time, Hualan's position in her husband's family is only solidified when she births a son. And to seek out medical treatment for this type of thing is very looked down upon. Back at the main hall, that just leaves Minglan and He Hongwen to sit in awkward silence. They make some small talk about the silks and fabrics. Minglan's kind of like, uh, what do I do? Reveal the tea! He Hongwen, though, finally jokes that it is hard to be a doctor. He says, we must come under the pretense of showing fabrics and silk. Minglan immediately understands him and sighs that being a woman is even harder. Her sister can't openly request for a physician regarding matters of fertility. And the two have a pretty open discussion about the hardships for women. He Hongwen laments that if his grandmother was born a man, she would have been a revered doctor. Unfortunately, she can only use her skills for secret meetings such as this and to teach her grandson these skills. It is a very pleasant conversation, I must say myself. He Hongwen ends with a recommendation to Minglan to not drink cold wine at night. Minglan is absolutely shocked. How does he know? Kohongwen jokes, that's because I'm a very good doctor. I like him. He seems very amiable and, I guess in Jane Austen words, agreeable. He has actually pretty progressive ideas about women, I must say so myself. And it looks like Milan also enjoys his company. We should say that he is the first man that she's greeted on her own. With the consent of adults, of course. But, you know, this is a good first step. Could something happen between them? With the checkup complete, Grandma Sheng has a private chat with Wang Danyangzi and Hua Lan. Grandma He has vouched that Hua Lan will be able to get pregnant again. There's nothing wrong, inherently. With those words, Grandma Sheng immediately instructs Hua Lan to give up the tasks of managing the household for her husband's side of the family and focus on her health. Wang Danyangzi doesn't agree, but both Hualan and Grandma Sheng convince her that this is the right thing to do. We'll do some more analysis on this uh, later in the episode. Hualan then mentions a polo match hosted by the Countess of Yongchang. She invites all of her sisters to go. Outside, Wang Danyangzi is a little annoyed that Hualan mentioned this in front of Grandma Sheng. Now she'll have to bring all three daughters to the polo match. Wang Danyang's like, you know, it's fine to bring Minglan, but now she'll have to bring Mulan. That is something she does not want to do. Hualan, the ever-loving daughter and kind-hearted older sister, persuades her mother that treating Minglan well is beneficial for all of them. And that's it for the episode recap. In the next episode, we get to see a lot more interactions with different characters at a very lively polo match. With that, let's start off with some historical analysis and character analysis.
subject's going to be 试读情深 This is the subject of the painting that Mulan gives Minglan at the beginning of the episode when Minglan、uh, first gets her own yard. 试读情深 is a Chinese idiom that translates to show affection and love for one's children. The idiom comes from the book of Later Han or Ho Han Shu. 试 means to lick, and it describes the love a mother cow shows for her calves when licking them. The painting Minglan receives depicts this mother cow and her calf. We're surprised that Mulan gifts this painting to Minglan. Minglan doesn't have a mother, and her father barely notices her. And this isn't a painting about sibling love. Minglan herself is like, "Huh? Why would Mulan give this to me?" My view is that Mulan might actually be、uh, insulting Minglan for the fact that she doesn't have a mother. Or and a father that you know doesn't really love her or care for her that much. Minglan uses this painting to remind herself of her mother and mainly the fact that she needs to take revenge for her mother's death. Through the drama, we've already seen countless times that Mulan is supposed to be the one who is very educated and knows a lot about Chinese poetry and、uh, prose. So there's no way Mulan did not know what type of painting she was gifting Minglan. Again, I think this is a slap in the face for Minglan, but Minglan is just taking it and again setting herself as a reminder because Mulan gifted this to her, and Minglan knows. At least has an inkling that Mulan's mother might have been the one to、uh, harm her own mother. Okay, next up we have a new character introduced here, Mister He Hongwen. In the book, Grandma Sheng and Minglan meet He Hongwen and his grandmother on a separate trip back to the family clan. He is three years older than Minglan. And again, also similar to the drama, very passionate about his medical studies. Here, he is a pretty handsome young man and can hold a great conversation with Minglan. In the book, he's more of a nerd focused mainly on his medical studies, but he also appreciates the fact that Minglan is well educated. The conversation between He Hongwen and Minglan in this episode is almost copied verbatim from the book, but as I mentioned, this wasn't their first meeting. He Hongwen is very much taken by Minglan. Madame He's family, or Grandma He's family, comes from a family of doctors, and she learned her craft from her family. She married into the He family, who, according to the book, were academics and ran an academy. The He family is quite wealthy. Madame He's third son passed away some years ago, and she helped raise her grandson He Hongwen. He doesn't aspire to take the imperial examinations. Instead, he just wants to be a doctor or physician. We'll see a little bit more of He Hongwen in the future. As of right now, I think there are some sparks flying between the two. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how those sparks compare to the sparks between Minglan and the young Duke Qi Hong. Just a note: in Chinese culture, the career of a physician or doctor was not very coveted. Sure, they were always needed, as we saw in *Empresses in the Palace*. But people often view doctors with some suspicion.
a doctor worked with his hands, which therefore meant that the profession wasn't actually viewed very highly. And this is actually not unlike European cultures. Finally, I'll dive a little bit into Hualan's husband's family to clear up the storyline. It's not very well explained in the drama, and the book goes into a lot more detail, so I'll give a little bit more background here. Hualan is married to the second son of the House of Yuan, and his name is Yuan Wenshao. Hualan has been managing the household for several years. She has a very problematic mother-in-law who favors her eldest son and daughter-in-law. In the book, her other daughter-in-law just also happens to be her niece. So of course, Hualan's mother-in-law will favor that side of the family. What this means for Hualan is that everything she does is wrong in the eyes of her mother-in-law. No matter how she manages the household, her mother-in-law will nitpick and pick a fight over some stupid things. When the countess or Hualan's mother-in-law managed the family, there were a lot of questionable finances. Over the years, Hualan has had to use her own dowry to settle debts for her husband's family. In Chinese culture, a woman's dowry is considered her own money. The bride can use it as she pleased. It is also highly embarrassing for the husband's family to request to use any of the bride's dowry to pay for anything. Like I said, this is a woman's property. This is the money that the woman or the bride can use to support herself, kind of like her protection money. And it just goes to show how scummy Hualan's husband's family is to even allow Hualan to settle debts with her dowry. In the book, it's more like they expect it from Hualan. Say what you will about Sheng Hong and the Sheng family and his favoritism to his concubine, but he never touched Wang Danyang's dowry. And he never will in either the book or the drama. For him, this is actually a point of pride. He has made it and does not deign to use his wife's money. Due to all the stress from managing the household for her husband, Hualan hasn't really taken care of herself, hence why she hasn't gotten pregnant again. Grandma Sheng immediately orders Hualan to relinquish managing the family because A, it's good for her health, and B, there's no point. Hualan's husband will not inherit the title, so it doesn't matter if she has a good reputation right now. We don't see Hualan's husband in the show, but in the book, he's a pretty good guy. He does care for his wife, and their relationship actually continues to improve throughout the book. I will say, I really like Hualan as a character, both in the book and in the drama. She can manage a household. She is a dinui, or born from the main wife, but she's not arrogant like Rulan. She's perceptive, prudent, and intelligent. She's way better than her mother Wang Danyangzi. Again, I'll give props to Grandma Sheng because Grandma Sheng actually raised Hualan for several years, according to the book. I don't know what Wang Danyangzi has been doing with Rulan. Hualan also looks out for her siblings, especially Minglan, in both the drama and the book. Minglan responds in kind. Now, Hualan will always be looking out for her mother's side of the family, but she's very clear-headed as to the costs and benefits of maintaining certain relationships. She knows Minglan is someone to have on her camp. 
It's heartwarming to see at least some semblance of normal sibling love in this show. We haven't seen much of it in either the Sheng family nor the Gu family. I just wish Wang Da and Yanzi could be on the level of her daughter. All right, and we'll close our episode with some book differences. These episodes, um, or at least this episode, episode 15, strayed pretty far from the book. Ming Lan is still very young at this point in time in the book, under 15. So she doesn't get to manage the household at all. That part is totally added for the drama. Grandma He and He Hongwen do indeed come to the Sheng Manor to perform a checkup for Hualan. But by this point, Hualan has already had one daughter who is about five or six, but no son. This is actually still the case in the drama. Uh, because her daughter is five or six and does not have another son, this is very troubling for Hualan's position in the family, which is why Grandma Sheng made the request of Grandma He to come over. Once again, this just goes to show how tough it was for women at the time. And that is it for today's podcast episode of The Story of Ming Lan. We were introduced to some new characters and a potential match for Ming Lan today. So let's see what happens in the next episode. The music you heard is the Chinese Zheng version of the main theme of the show with sheet music written by Yu Mian Xiao Yan Ren. If you have any comments or questions on the show or what was presented today in today's episode, please reach out to us. We are always happy to chat about Chinese dramas and history and geek out about anything you'd like. Thanks so much for listening and we will catch you in the next episode.